right, I am joined here by Mira Folks, the writer-director, Michelle Bennett, a producer, and Tom Budge, who plays Mr. Frankly of Judy and Punch. Oh, yeah. So I first want to ask, because this film quite tonally and visually is a balance between dark and humorous, how did you approach that material? Well, I guess it, like when, you, when you're trying to achieve that kind of delicate tonal balance, you have to make sure you've got everyone on board from actors to all of your heads of department, your producers, everyone has a sense of what it is you're trying to make. So I guess the, the very, very beginning point is trying to make that read on the page um, in a clear and succinct way and hoping that people kind of get that. Um, and then you kind of, um, you career off into all of the sort of like little um, micro bits of it and Tom how did you approach it <laughs> well um I well I it was all on the page that that concept of of giving an alarming element and then balancing with humor or, or with other kind of visual elements I guess um and that did read on the page and I think we all just kind of took our tonal cues from the script itself you know it was just about everyone kind of concurring yeah that would be a it's a delicate subject matter I suppose that you're dealing with this domestic violence um misogyny or all these sort of themes and elements in there and so it'd be quite something delicate to to handle and I think it was done really well uh I heard you had a 30-day shoot or something like that what was that like how economical did you have to be? Mm, I mean, it's the first time I've done it, but it felt incredibly quick to me. We had to be real. I mean, because every day we had big things, whether it was, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, I think 30 days these days for an Australian film is pretty, pretty kind of pretty normal though, isn't it? But for something like this, every day we were dealing with really like. A lot of big elements, a lot of ambitious locations film to, mm, to shoot in mm, 30 yeah. days. So, yeah, I mean, it was. Mira was very, very disciplined and purposeful about what she was shooting, and you know, thank goodness because it could, you know, could have uh, could have stretched out. Um, yeah, with someone a little bit l- loose or, or yeah, or kind of in their own mad brain, not aware of the constraints, it could have ballooned into something. You kind of just have to, when you've got that many days and with this kind of a shoot, I think you just have to go in so super planned. So you you hope and pray that there'll be moments when you're able to kind of throw the plan away and be playful and let the actors kind of play. But you know that ultimately that's kind of going to be few and far between and, you know, you just have to, you're racing all the time. You do, Mira, have a, a, a good awareness of that side of things that that a lot of, you know, traditionally... And I don't know why, but a lot of male <laughs> filmmakers have cast themselves in the position of the the wild creative without actually sometimes thinking about what that entails to do with money and time. You yeah. Know? And I think I, like, I've always been innately very practical and very punctual. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes like you were worried I think about it, raspberries it in the production office in, in pre-production. <laughs> like, oh, are right. they in season? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure they cost four dollars. There a was raspberries and... in the water in the rehearsal room, and I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this because I have 30 days, and like, if we don't unusual. have, if we get rid of the raspberries, does that mean I get 31 days? Like, how much are raspberries? What's our raspberry budget? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, sometimes I feel like it, it almost it's kind of to a fault, like. 
I think it's really important to have a sense of, uh, you know, you've got to be planned, you've got to be prepped and all of that, but also to allow yourself those moments of being able to let go of that is important as well. So it's about the balance really, mm. yeah. And I, I think Miran, you, when she had a performance, I, I find, you know, my experience with, with some directors is they mm. just, they don't know if they've got it so they'll, they'll keep going. Mm. And I think Mira created an environment where the actors felt, the confidence, confidence, yeah. yeah, and and had that freedom and, and more, you know, probably assured about what they were doing, and and yeah, Mira knew when she had it, so mm. I f- I found that things moved along um, in that respect. Right. Do you think that comes from your acting background that you have that level of understanding? Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just coming out of doing a, doing a handful of shorts and starting to get a kind of sense of it. I mean, I would love, if I could, I would love to sit around and play all day and work every scene into the ground and try new stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, for this one, especially, I knew that we were, what we were having to achieve in a very small um, space of time was, was was massive, and so it was like if, you, if it feels. And then I was really lucky just to have great actors. Like you cast it well, and then you know there's no there's no version of it that that's not good. You, it's just how how many kind of um, how many versions you get to have to play around within the edit. So you know I was very lucky. There was it it, it was always good from the get go. I, I felt and we rehearsed a bit and we made sure that we kind of knew what we were doing. So when we got to set, it was um it was already it it started off at a pretty good place. I think. Mm. Um, I'm encouraged by the idea that we can make like international films in Australia. Normally there's a lot of Australian films that are about Australia. They have to be set in Australia, be Australian stories. And there aren't a lot like Judy and Punch that are uh, European or, or somewhere else. Like I guess it's set in 17th century England, but it does have the feel of that it could be anywhere at any time. And that really comes across in the setting as well. So I like the idea that we could make European films in Australia and that kind of expands that um, that industry, I guess, that we've got here. And so on that set, can you talk a bit about what it was like finding and, and shooting in Melbourne for a, a European-style film? Yeah. Um, Michelle, do you want to talk a little bit about that? It was tricky. Sure, it was sure. tricky. Yeah, and it was, um, it was difficult because um, we've got a colonial history. It's a short history. We don't have european villages um anywhere and we really didn't have the budget to build a set so we um we came across uh this artist colony uh, at eltham monsalvat which um offered so much um and you know was able to serve as the um the town of seaside and once we knew we had that then we were able to look for all of our, our other locations um here which was um uh, you know, we were trying to find an area that looked like a European countryside and so that was, uh, uh, you know, the RJ Hamer Arboretum out at the Dandenongs. Um, and so suddenly we had our, our world and we were able to shoot it all, you know, in Melbourne Metro. It was fantastic. Um, but we just had to, you know, we still had to do a bit of visual effects to paint out gum trees and we had and to sound deal with recorders this, going crazy about yeah. cockatoos. <laughs> yeah, cockatoos, cockatoos yeah. screeching at um, uh, above us at Monsalvat. So that was that was pretty that was challenging. There's no way around that. 
kookaburras. Very uniquely Australian that you don't want. Mm. Mm. Um, And one final question from Dan, one of the hosts who couldn't be here. He was very interested in the little dog that appears in the film. And what kind of... Dan is alive, just checking, because that sounded (laughs) quite obvious. (laughs) He couldn't be here today and his last wish was to find out. He wants to know what breed the dog is. Oh, do you it's know? a um, no, I do know this. Is it Australian, a Jack- Australian, Australian no. Terrier? Oh, That's right. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very particular. God, and this dog was dogs. not very professional. Oh. Well, look. To be fair, the dog, the, the dogs were professional. The dog was very professional, it, it but it ready. panicked. It didn't. It was. Oh, it stage was stage like, fright. It got incredible stage fright. On the and day, it, it saw a sausage up. that a dog would normally like and yeah. didn't like it. It suddenly oh. was didn't scared of meat on day one. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> but it, it got better. It, it was it, it was a little confused. I mean, I get it. Mm. Like, it, the babies were confused too. They were like, yeah, we're cool. We're no, we're no, no, what we're so doing, confused. we've rehearsed, we're fine. And then they get to sit and they look around, they see these giant cameras and a whole <laughs> bunch of people staring at them and they go, what's going on? Which is I'm a so reasonable scared. response. Yeah, everyone's yeah. chasing. But um, yeah. the dog, yeah, it built its confidence up, and well, towards good. the end, it was. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a trend of dogs with ruffles around. Uh, yeah, their yeah. Necks. make it. Yeah, because yeah. it, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That'll happen in Bondi, it, you know, for sure. You know? Where, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, mm. Dogs with ruffles. Mm. Dogs with ruffles. Mm. Brilliant. Rough, actually. I think you're giving an extra syllable. Rough. It's just oh, a rough. I, that yeah, was but, you know, that's the Elizabethan. <laughs> hilarious but, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us here on The Cinema thank Group. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you.